Welcome to the Orphan Black, the next chapter after show. They closed out an epic season, and we are too because we have Jordan Javaris in the house. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. Clone Club, we've collected the ori- one of the originals. Yeah. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is so oh exciting. God. Let's get right into it. We are breaking down the final episode of the next chapter. I'm Steph Sabra. You know I am a longtime Orphan Black fan, and I am joined by a awesome full panel tonight. Matt Marr to my left. He was an original Orphan Black after show panelist. I was. It's a little surreal, because I'm just imagining you. I, I've seen your butt. Uh, this is a, you know, this is something that I deal with a lot when I go out in public. I wanted just... to see you in the leather pants. That's the voice of Jordan Javaris, and we are if so. Listening, yes. If you somehow live under a rock and don't know, he was Felix, the beloved brother of Sarah and the rest of the clones. Thank yes, you so, so much nice. for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, the the leather pants thing. It's a weird thing. Anytime I walked into like. An, any sort of event around Orphan Black, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they've all seen me naked. Um, <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I love it. When we when your character got reintroduced and you had that little moment where you were, it was mentioned about leather With pants. Leather Matt, pants. Oh. And we're like, we wish we saw that in person. That should have been a, a <laughs> That's episode. That's why I say animated series. I keep saying <laughs> it's such a great animated series, guys. It would. And we have to introduce Shiksha Maitani she is a Tatiana Maslany super fan and yes. our favorite. And it's Felix, everybody! <laughs> she was what? waiting so hard. I knew you were holding it in. Oh, <laughs> oh man. We were excited. Scaring Felix. And the way we're going to break down today's episode is we're going to talk about all the major things that happened in this finale episode, get into the characters and kind of what's next, and obviously that awesome cameo by Jordan. And then after we break it down, we will do our Oh, clone, you, you did. did. That's our special Special segment segment. where we give our OMG moment of the episode. I cannot wait to see what that is. And then then we'll just focus on Jordan because there's a lot to catch up on with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm terrified. No, we're going to grill you. Fly closer to Shiksa. Get in the camera. There you go, sugar. There we go. So what was your overall thoughts on this episode, everyone? Matt? Um, I, it was, I love the familiarity with it of, like, kind of the way we ended the show. Just because, like, mm-hmm. they're going to have, like, I love that they always have a party. And I, and I forgot about that because it had been a hot minute. So... I just appreciated the familiarity. And then, of course, I'm like, I didn't, we're going to talk about this later, but I was like, I didn't know if Rachel was picking up, v- like, I thought, is it Rachel in the car? Like, because oh, yeah. we haven't heard from Rachel at all. And like, Vivi, I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. So again, it's like, you think everything's fine. And then they, then they fuck with you. Anyway, I'm sorry. I dropped the F bomb. Sorry. I said <laughs> are we not allowed to do that? Well, you, I did it now. It's what I There's certain words I I'm are nervous right. and I said that Brie don't come for me. <laughs> Get out of this studio. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What they say about a slippery slope is real. <laughs> it's about to get weird. Yeah, we already screwed this up. So, Shiksha, what was your overall thoughts? Um, I loved the episode. It was jam-packed. We had 
all the characters finally show up in one episode oh. because in other episodes we've only had a couple here and there. Except for Rachel. Except for Rachel, you're right. But other than her, we pretty much had everybody else yeah. in it, which I really loved. And what I, re- what I loved the most about this episode is that we kind of get to see their journey towards accepting being outed as clones yes. in society, mm-hmm. which is very new for Orphan Black and exciting to see where these clones are headed. Yeah. And also, just big shout out to Serial Box for bringing this story to yes. life in our ears. Yes. Uh, because it's been such an amazing journey, and I definitely hope there is a season two, because there is way more there. of the story to unfold. We need one. And after you put Felix on the line, I'm like, come on, now we can't stop here. Let's keep going. They're so passionate about it. They're so passionate about the story. Marco Palomiri, the producer at Serial Box, is, like, tops. He's great. So... Fingers crossed they do oh do a season. God. They will. They have to. I Come on, they've so. teased us. And I all know. the writers are just, they know and understand the world and have mm-hmm. built on it in yeah. such an incredible way. Yeah, I, I feel like it has to happen. So everyone at home, if you're watching, tweet about it. Like, let the people know that yes. you want more of this. Let Just let your feelings be known out there. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, let's dive into the episode. Sure. Um, the We know that Kira and Felix are reuniting with Sarah mm-hmm. and the rest of the family and it was kind of I forgot at that time that Vivi had ran away and gone rogue but what did you think about the reaction with Sarah and Kira because they haven't been with each other since she found out Kira outed them Mm. yeah um it was so heartwarming to see them finally come together in a scene because we haven't seen them together at all this season Mm -hmm. they've just been on the phone together fighting basically um, so to see them finally make up and come together, it was so nice. I've been wanting that for so long now. Um, and the fact that Sarah went ahead and said, you know what, I'm I'm trying to understand why you did what you did by outing us. Uh, it just shows maturity. It shows that she's really trying to connect with her daughter and reflecting on her past with Mrs. S. So, I don't know. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I really, like, when the moment when... Um when Kira just kind of, because all the problems aside, Sarah's been a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she really loves her kid. And when she just kind of falls into her and just starts crying a little bit, and let's, like, that made me teary to even listen to, just mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have that. I did, but I mean, but so it was just so, again, what I love about this show crazy, insane, all this kind of weird sci-fi stuff happens, but the humanity of these characters kind of comes through at the end of the day, and we can all relate to... I mean, I'm a 40-year-old man, but, like, when I'm sick, I still want my mom. Like, I'm a total mama's boy, right? (laughs) Right? So, I I, I love that. I love that moment. Jordan, I'm curious because what you do know about the story, Kira and Charlotte outed the entire clone family and all the clones. And I I can't help but to draw a similarity in if someone outed your sexuality. And it's a very serious thing. And I'm wondering from your perspective as Jordan and as Felix, are you okay with that decision to out everyone without their consent? I I thought about that. It's funny as you guys were, were talking about that. I was like, wow, there's a really strong parallel there because the show is so smart in mm-hmm. in echoing all of its thematics in like the micro and the macro mm-hmm. and sexuality's been such a touchstone just cuz it's like it's a hot button issue and you know it can be very divisive and i think um yeah it's it's hard to ignore the like interesting parallel between sexuality and outing people as clones mm-hmm. uh that would be scary for me i i i i mean it's hard 
It's hard in a sense because the the one difference is like your sexuality is not necessarily putting your or anybody's life in danger, in immediate danger. Mm -hmm. And I think this, it's just a little bit different. It it would, it freaks me out. I mean, I, I definitely feel outside of this narrative that, yeah, someone's right to come out as their own, but I, I also understand why this had to happen in the story. But scary. That would be terrifying if someone just, like, lifted the veil yeah. and you're standing in, uh, mm-hmm. essentially, like, on the, the world stage, mm-hmm. everybody looking at you, and I can't wait for it to happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm convinced. Oh I'm convinced. Okay. Do you know that it's possible, though? Like, you can... It is possible to clone. It's not impossible. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. So think about Hey, that. guys, maybe it's already <laughs> happening. We don't know. We don't know. That was an interesting <laughs> point in the show when Delphine was asked the the question of morality and ethics, as that's her position. Mm-hmm. But she was like, uh, question with, how can you not see this as an ethical issue? And then she's like, I'm able to separate them being humans now, humans, not now, and mm-hmm. kind of the idea, the conception of it. So it's different once it's already happened. I think it switches what the intent was behind it. I feel like people always say that too about all of like, the horrific Mengele experiments during, like, Nazi Germany, that there were Mm. all of these scientific advancements that came by extremely horrific, and and ethical is not even the word for it, Mm -hmm. but ultimately all the scientists look at it differently in retrospect because it did so much for the medical community. But, like, so many people had to die to see that happen. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's so true. And I love how this show touches on science and... The dance that everyone's always having to do to figure out. But that's the real concern. Like, I mean, it is all ethical now. It is definitely possible to clone. It's just ethics holding people back. Yeah. Or not. Or not. (laughs) And then on the flip side of things, let's talk, because Delphine's uh, separated and Mm -hmm. wanted to go to Cormier. Or um, the doctor. The Eloise? Eloise. 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 Delphine Cormier is her last name. Yes. Eloise. To the TV station. But yeah, and then Cosima comes, and I thought this entire scene with Cosima going on air and completely just owning her was so Mm -hmm. epic. What did you think about that, Matt? I mean, I just. She's a ball buster. Like, I love that. But no, what I love is, you know, Kasima is that per. I think she's such a, a great inspiration in life in that if we listen to the fear in our head, it'll stop us from actually being who we are. And, like, who she is, it was great in her journey that she's not been able to have a job. She's not been able mm-hmm. to be kind of... And really, I really, like we were talking earlier, but really gra- grabbed a lot of parallels of just the coming out process and I believe that everybody has their own coming out about something in their life. Um, and so what I loved about this was Kasima, like, we've always known she's a lesbian. That's not a big deal. That's like, like I have red hair. It's just normal. And so, but with Kasima, it's like she's having to come out now as this authority mm-hmm. on this. And really, like, at all, all this time, she, we've kind of been led to believe that she didn't do this because she couldn't. But here she had the opportunity, and that fear that we have in our head wants to tell us, don't jump out and take that risk. And so mm-hmm. maybe there was a little bit of her holding herself back as well. And so I just love that she just, like, 
just embraced it and jumped into it. Well, that's also so smart, too, because when we do come out, like, in, re- in, in life, when people come out as one thing or another, like, whatever mm-hmm. you're coming out, whatever your story is, yeah. whatever your coming out story is, that there is a pressure always to feel like then you have a responsibility to fight on behalf mm-hmm. of that cause, whether, mm-hmm. like, in whatever... In whatever way possible, whether you're a public figure and that means using your voice or if mm-hmm. you're just a, a person and that means becoming politically active, there is that pressure. Like, that's a, it's mm-hmm. a cool reconciliation they emphasized in the narrative. And you do. <laughs> I remember so when well I first said. came out in Texas. Some of you be like, I don't, they, 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 they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if I like that, like, musical theater song. And I'd be like, you're homophobic. Because <laughs> 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 I was just ready to fight. Ready. <laughs> That's great. Whoa, you're amazing. <laughs> Shiksha, what did you think about art? We picked up and art was still gone, and he was mm-hmm. under someone, the CIA's custody at yeah. this point. And Jaysara and Sarah ended up going to fight for him. And then it ended up being with with the whole gang. Charlotte came Best as well. Best scene ever. Yeah, oh, my God. It. Um, it just really took me back to the actual TV show because I could visualize that entire fight scene with Allison um, d- in a disguise as Vivi. I mean, this is the first disguise we've had in the uh, podcast. Oh, so true. I was really excited about that because that was one of my favorite parts about the show um, when they would act clone as each swap. other. Yes, we it was amazing. We called them clone swaps. Clone swaps. Oh, <laughs> get in the tea, get in the tea, because Felix is here. <laughs> um, yeah, the clone swaps. And even seeing you with the clone swaps and how you act with them was the, one of my favorite We love the, the Donnie, Felix, Brightborn um, scene. Oh, <laughs> right. Do you remember that? Yes, 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 yes. I do remember that. It was always sometimes so, like, rehearsal process was always so strange during clone swap day because... Tat would obviously be dressed as one person, but a voice, a completely different voice and energy was coming out of her. And sometimes, like, early in the morning, you'd kind of just be like, am I... Am I really drunk? Or like, is that really <laughs> happening? Like, what is... And then you kind of have to shake your head. And obviously, not really drunk, because I don't drink, but... Sure. <laughs> really high you on know caffeine. what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Someone slipped me something. Um, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, but um, so that moment when you realize that it is a clone swap and then Donnie comes in and smacks him, that whole fight scene was just so well written, I think. And the way that they saved, well, quote unquote, saved art, right? Because mm-hmm. he still gets injected. But. Uh, <laughs> That was sad. I had yeah. to go back because I'm like, I thought he avoided this. Yeah, I know. No, no girl, he didn't. But that's okay. But that's okay because he got the like, kiss. Yeah, they finally kissed. And now they're quarantined, just <laughs> quarantine bumping. Or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. They're happy. And Jess are just saying it's okay. Like, I need time off from work and stuff like that so that she can be quarantined with him. I was like, hey, that is looking on the bright side of it. Guys, those plastic curtains are <laughs> sexy. <laughs> okay? That's why you don't hear about any single CDC employees. This is true. This oh, is wow. true. oh, my God. The tea. And yes, I can completely oh see God. that now. That is insane. But, yeah, I love that entire scene, too. I thought it was such a good action scene, and it, they're doing such a good job writing these scenes because you mm-hmm. see it played out in my head. I feel like, yeah, I would prefer a visual, and now that you say it, I would prefer an animated visual, but <laughs> this is good enough, right? This is so it great is for an yeah. audio book. Like, so good. Um, even that moment when Charlotte 
you know, does her part and Allison compliments her for that. It was her taking a step forward, trying to accept her as an adult, which I thought was some, was good. It was a good step forward for her. Yeah. Um, just switching back to that, the Cosima scene where she totally schools, schools yes. her. And I just think it brought good. up an interesting point where how easy it is for people with power to gain respect and listenership even though they're spewing BS and a lot of times citizens don't question. So if Cosima wasn't there, she would have said that it's terrorists and terrorist sim- sympathizers, which is just an interesting point to me that we always should be questioning whatever authorita- authoritative figure is giving us that type of information. Hashtag mm-hmm. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think this. we've talked about this, how this show really has... Um, because I feel like before uh, it was the show really talked about ethics in the science community and kind of it was a little bit more I guess the word would be insular to the clones in their world but this 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 the cereal box series has really opened up to me more to a worldview of what is going on in the world mm-hmm. in ethics and this isn't this is truly an international problem that they're having and this this idea of how connected are we in culture? How nationalistic can we be? Can we not be? Is that helpful? Um, and I just, I, I think that they, I think they're probably writers were probably doing that on purpose mm-hmm. to literally get this idea of like question what you hear. Um, yeah, so I was reading something in the news the other day where one of the th- new things that they're doing now is they're taking a picture of everybody who goes through the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can deny to be t- photographed, but it's a new thing that they're implementing. And it just kind of reminded me of Orphan Black because they're testing yeah. the DNA of everybody mm-hmm. at the airport and how problematic it really is. And, you know, it goes just against our rights, slope. I think. Yeah, very slippery What slope. is their rationale for taking pictures of people? At the airport, um, was a, like to corroborate travel documents, like yeah. To, I think it was. You can see things genetically even in a in a somebody's facial. Sure. Sorry. Oh, so, profiling. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Really <laughs> problematic, deep. and like you said, it's what? a slippery slope, and it really. How do we deny that? <laughs> How do I? We'll yeah. have to look that up after the show because wow, I mean it, that's I'm, what. This show does a good job of... Mm-hmm. It's totally conceivable and really scary. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Also, I'm a union actor. They have to pay me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I need a residual. <laughs> I love that. So, bringing it back to the episode, we the clones win once again. and Yeah, and everyone is coming back, and we find out Kira went on this date, but Vivi is still... We think she was missing in action, but she actually meets meets up with Arun. Arun, yeah, which Arun. was which was amazing, and that kind of leads to another. That's like if there that's was a the season two, yeah. Not when there's when a season there's two. A you're season right. Two. You're right. Let me correct yeah, my right, 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 right. I will say backing up if we can. I yeah. just want to touch on actually the my favorite scene in the whole thing was the Vivi Helena scene. Mm. Oh, yes. That was so weird. Like, literally, Helena's throwing pine cones at her. She's Helena's <laughs> up in a freaking tree. The way they but described that. And again, it was like, here is, I thought it was just so beautiful that Helena probably knows more than anyone what Vivi feels like because she was that outsider. She was that outcast. And she, and really, she got to Vivi. Maybe, I think, just, I, I think that she did get to her a little bit of the importance of family because. I think Vivi is trying to tell herself she doesn't need it, but I think it's going to come back and bite her in the butt. And I think it's going to, we're going to see the kind of um, 
I'm, what is it? Gay DD, I'm blanking. When you drop a stone in the water and it, the ripple effect. We're going to see the <laughs> ripple effect of that in season two. Yeah, That's I thought I that scene was beautiful when she's like, you are Sestra. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't, their upbringing doesn't bond them. They're just bonded by yeah. just their existence. I like that she yes. complimented Vivi, you are good. <laughs> that was so good. good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and then we also we close off with with the one month later and this is where oh we my get God, Jordan yes. which is amazing how did you get signed on to this part when did you know that oh, it was so it was actually so long ago i Helly kennedy who's who was um she writes on the the book series she was staying at our place cuz she was going to some sort of like electronic con downtown in Los Angeles and we were just talking and it had been like two and a half years and i was just talking about how much i missed the show, and I was missing everybody. I hadn't been to Toronto in a while because I was going through, um, like, green card process, and I was stuck here. Um, we're privileged to be <laughs> Oh, man. Please, please, don't, please don't take it away. Please don't, please don't take it away. Um, I was just missing everyone. I was missing my family, and, you know, it had just been a while since I'd seen everyone, and I was like, God, I'm really, really missing, missing the show, missing Felix. And she was like, well, you know, we're in the process of, like, finalizing a lot of these drafts for the book series there might be a place for you to do something somewhere in here she's like would you be interested and I was like are you kidding yeah I'll do it in a second and she's like okay well just we don't want to force anything which is something I always really appreciate about Helly and and what I've always appreciated in terms of the creative integrity of Orphan Black they they don't try to force stuff they they try to find a sort of I hate this word organic way. To I hate it, but I love it. There's I know, not any right? other this, way to say there's it. There's no other word. There's it's no organic. other way to say it. Organic is the correct word. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was, we were just waiting for a sort of organic opportunity to pop up where I could do this, and and then she, I think she called me a couple of months later, and she was like, or she texted me or something. She was like, I have something. I have something. It's an epilogue. I think it's really cool. I'm running it by the producer Marco Palomari at Serial Box. He's fantastic. Um, he was on board immediately, and it was just about, like, okay, can we make this work? Like, everybody's schedules align. If we can get Tat and Jordan in the same place, and they can do it together. And that was really strange. Oh, so you recorded together? Yes. Oh. There is footage. Yeah, There's I saw the picture. pictures. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. And it was just, we both just kind of looked at each other, and I, I got in. I was so nervous, oddly. Like, very, very nervous to, to try it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he still in there? And he was. He was. He was. (laughs) Um, And we sat down, and it was weird for all of ten seconds, and then it was very quickly not weird, and it was wonderful. Like just so, just so cool, just to have him live for like a second, even just as a voice, was a very, very, very cathartic experience. Well, I thought that because you've talked a lot about how really Felix Felix has really um, just kind of emboldened you in a way and helped. With your confidence and just oh, just a person, God, so yes. to like say goodbye to that. Oh, it was so weird, and just you know, I mean, I I I came out when I was nineteen, and and mm-hmm. everybody in my family knew, and I when I accepted the role of Felix, I was so preoccupied with the character work element. There was so much body and voice that I needed to make sure I had a handle on mm-hmm. that. There just wasn't a lot of time to think about the fact that wow, I'm playing an openly queer character, not just gay, but he's quite gender queer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's almost in like half drag half the time. Mm-hmm. This is a really big deal, but I I couldn't really think about it because I just had to stay focused on. I just have to make sure I don't fail. 
I mean, and I probably did, but I just had to make sure I didn't, you know, follow my face with the acting and the body and making sure I could sell the character. And then as time went on, I started to think about that much more. I started to think about who this person was, who was was a totally fictionalized character, but who I had a tremendous amount of love and admiration for. Someone that maybe in my late teens, when I was first coming to consciousness about my own sexuality, that I would have mm-hmm. had a lot of judgment over, because he's just so out, and he's so secure, and he's so confident and mm-hmm. powerful. And I think I would have seen that, and it would have really frightened me. Um, and I probably would have judged him privately. And then just all the years spent getting to know this person that doesn't even exist, but I mm-hmm. loved him. And then I loved every Felix out there who I know exists on a, mm-hmm. a wide spectrum that um, I just reached a point where I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready to, to talk and to, if, you know, whatever little responsibility I have to use my voice um, as best I can, I think I'm ready to do that. But it was scary when I was, when I was in my early 20s, the thought of becoming an out actor that had anything to say something to say that wasn't totally asinine or that I would regret in five years. Like, this is scary. I was, tw- like, 23, 24. It was so yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that because you just mentioned you came out to your family when you were 19, but then you came out publicly. Yeah, I had to come out twice. 20s. Yeah, you had to come out <laughs> twice. Fudge? How was that different, <laughs> those experiences? It. And I know you had said in a following interview that, you know, ga- uh, roles would be gained and roles would be lost due to yeah. you being an out actor. How is the experience now, a few years, fast-forwarded? More relaxed. I think I had a lot of anxiety about it at the time I knew I was going to do it kind of happened like I was talking with a vulture writer Alex Alex Young who's really a very talented journalist and asked lots of provocative questions and I wasn't I was caught off guard when he asked me Um, I didn't I didn't know it was going to happen it wasn't planned and it just kind of I think I was so um, as I was saying like post 2016 election I was so thrown by how how much um how much the world hadn't advanced in a way that I would have liked or that, um, you know, other other minorities maybe would have liked, that I think I just kind of, without thinking, just thought, yep, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Had it been a year from then, maybe I would have been too scared. It caught me in, in the right moment where I thought, no, I'm going to own this and I'm going to do it and I'm just going to deal with whatever the consequences of that decision are later. And, and the consequences have really been not much of anything like it's it's been great i i'm sure that there are times when i may be overlooked for something because i'm an out actor and there are times when i've been the object of pursuit because i'm an out actor Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that because it gives me um it gives me a very sort of healthy perspective into all the ways and areas we need to improve in the industry and then all the ways that it is working so Mm -hmm. i i think it's been fine it's been great (laughs) it's been great i it's been um i think i think what i'm grateful for is that i did it near the end of the run on orphan black and i didn't have i didn't have an opportunity to i was gonna say embarrass myself um you know because a lot of the interviews and and a lot of the questions in interviews would then have become about my sexuality yeah and i had things to say but i think having some time to get a little bit older and have some of those perspectives and opinions uh, ruminate and mm-hmm. Um, mature mm-hmm. has been really beneficial. And I think I have a much healthier perspective now than I did like back in 2016 or 2017 when I was just angry and scared about how the world didn't look like how I wanted it to look. 
Mm. If that makes any sense. No, completely. Did I just drag down this interview? No. No. I thought that was beautiful because I think there's such a... People just think that because you are one thing that you are totally comfortable in that. And you're not. No. And, And the coming out to my family was was probably, like, scary. My family's great, but it's still just scary to make that declaration. But coming out on a public stage, it's mm. it's just a weird thing to have to come out twice. It's just, like, it's not a bad thing. It's just a, just a weird thing. And I'm sure there were some people that already thought, like, that would look at the character and just immediately be like, well, of course he's... I'm, I'm sure people said, like, oh, I already knew. And then there were probably some people that were surprised and um, some people that still don't know and don't care, and that's great, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a disorienting experience, but I'm really glad I did it. Because I think, ultimately, I'm, I survived it, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine. And yeah. that's, that is something, too. That's, uh, that's important. Um, we actually have somebody in the chat saying, Planety Sanity is saying, My sexuality isn't the most interesting thing about me. This show did so well for LGBTQ uh, plus society. Wasn't that a line in the show, too? Was that a line in the show? Maybe. Maybe. It, Maybe. Yeah, it sounds like it was. I feel like that was. Maybe. I feel yeah. like that's something. Something you would have said because it, it was true. Felix, even if people weren't surprised that you in your own individual life were or weren't, I think Felix was such a full-bodied character that you right? just focus on that. Mm. That's the thing, and that's what I loved about him, too, is, like, you you could you couldn't even if you tried you couldn't say that his sexuality was the most interesting thing about no. him. He just sort of no. insisted that there was all this other stuff. Yeah. Because, and it that was his confidence as a character. Mm-hmm. That was his like brash. That was just him. I mm-hmm. loved that. I loved that, and that really taught me a lot too. That the stories that emphasize coming out or that tell the story of someone's sexual identity those are important. We still need them, especially mm-hmm. in places that aren't L.A. and New York where the conversation has evolved to a point where we don't need to talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. But like in places like Oklahoma or, mm-hmm. or wherever, where maybe there's just not as many queer people walking around because they left for the cities <laughs> and that those, those conversations are still really important so that people are, are informed and their, their perspective is broadened. But I am really looking forward to the time when we get to have queer characters doing all, and it's already happening doing it's all kinds happened, yeah. of things that have nothing to do with their sexual identity um, Watchmen's doing a really interesting thing right now that I'm kind of fascinated by. I haven't by. caught up yet. I haven't watched Watch. it yet. I don't want to spoil it for you, but <laughs> yeah. just, it's it's a it's a it's a that is a weird show, and I really like it. It's well. so. I mean, it's so interesting. We have a panel after Buzzy covers it, and they just rave about it. Yeah, I want to watch it. I mean, what happened in the first episode? I was never taught in Oklahoma history, <laughs> really? ever, ever about. But not spoiler. The only reason I knew about it is because my partner is African American, and he told me about it. And I thought, this is something I never learned. And I grew up in Oklahoma and studied Oklahoma history. Mm-hmm. And we learned Wait, about... Yeah. That massacre happened? That, that massacre. Yes. No, that really happened. That massacre actually happened. There yeah. was a town in Oklahoma. Learning on After Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, shout out to another part. I'm really... I'm listening to Dolly Parton's America right now. And 35% of the queer population lives in the South. The majority of the queer population wow. lives in the South. What? So what I think... Yeah, and why I say that, going back to Felix, what I took from Felix is I am one of those gay people that like it sounds like a purse falls out of my mouth. Like I get it. Like I can't butch it up as an actor. I'm not gonna go play like somebody in love with a woman. And that's fine. It's something I 
actually cannot hide. And that's the thing I love about Felix. It's because, and Allison even, like, again, it made me teary in here when Allison says, well, maybe we take this thing that, and I was outed, so I know what that experience is like. But when Allison says, we take this thing that is supposed to be our biggest problem and we actually turn that into our biggest advantage, I think that's Mm -hmm. such a a moral compass we can live by in our own lives and how do we take this thing that we feel shame about and make it the thing that propels us forward and then we get that flash forward I'm not flash forward then we see that these characters are like Helena's gonna have a book you know what I mean like (laughs) Allison's on reality TV like I Crystal I was thinking the whole time I was like and I'm so glad it was with Crystal because I was like we haven't heard from Crystal and I know that this bitch is gonna make money off of being a clone (laughs) and so she's a hustler baby she's a hustler so I, I think that was just such a beautiful of like take you know, take your take your trauma and make it a badge, you know, and wear it. Uh-huh. Did you feel like because, as you say, like you always felt like a purse was falling out of your mouth or that mm-hmm. you couldn't hide your sexuality? Because, like, that was, for a long time, that was considered, like, the ideal if you could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was considered the ideal. And it was shameful and there'd be a lot of internalized shame if you couldn't. But mm-hmm. it was there. Did you feel shame that you couldn't? A little bit. Like, I think as, like, a, not to make it about me, but as a musical theater oh, actor and stuff, I always wanted, like, I wanted to play Curly in Oklahoma, and then I realized, oh, I'm a Will Parker. Like, so, but it's right. crazy. The more I embraced the character actor in me, I started getting more work. So, and the more you love those people The more you yourself, love them, and those right? are the people I want to play anyway. So I think what, yeah, so I definitely, that's, what again, what I love about Felix. I feel like, yeah, he's very outwardly queer. Who cares? He's got to, like, be a badass and totally mm-hmm. like artistic you know, genius break into this morgue and like you know it's just it's <laughs> such a so I appreciated that yeah. not only that the character that was written but also how the character was portrayed yeah. so kudos to you I think oh, definitely there's mm-hmm. a lot of like kids out there that are more themselves because of you yeah. I agree oh god that's nice that's yeah. gonna make you cry <laughs> oh, I didn't, no, okay. people no, no, watch no. that <laughs> and they feel they feel like okay I can be confident and sure of who I am I don't yeah. have to shy away from that and I think that that's amazing we need more of that honestly yeah. today because people are scared and they're getting bullied and they don't stand up for themselves and it's a real problem so that's why well, it's a testament to the writing too right so much of that it's was so good mm-hmm. and, it was so and good came from like Graham and and Graham Manson and Karen Walton and like all the I mean we had incredible writers across the board but I know Graham's sort of intuitive empathic understanding of men like Felix and Mm -hmm. I remember asking him if he was someone that Graham knew and Graham said yeah there was a guy out west that I was buddies with Um, and I think that's also where the idea for Bobby's Bar came from in the first season but there was a guy that he knew um, that he sort of based Felix on and that was a real person And, and Graham somehow managed to sort of tap into that that person's heartbeat and and he did such a beautiful job drawing that character yeah absolutely so I didn't I mean so much of the work was done for me uh, yeah well except for no. the costuming <laughs> except for the you that bodied was. that but I before we wrap up unfortunately we're running out of time I do want to know you just wrapped on a project and, oh I did yeah. yeah can you talk share a little bit about yeah, that yeah it was this like wild experimental comedy series from the the mad genius of Nora Kirkpatrick who um, who's just going to be huge and I think is great it was a, a sort of choose-your-own-adventure comedy series for Echo. It's a new streaming yeah. platform. It's totally fledgling, and um, I, 
it was it was a very confusing concept to try and understand because it's a, a comedic murder mystery. It's kind of a parody of Big Brother in the vein of like oh, burning, burning love. <laughs> oh, um, I would love that. And then I heard who was involved, and it was like comedic geniuses: Brian Husky and Tony Hale and oh, so um, Margaret Cho and um, John Early and Kate Berlant and all these people that I've looked up to. I want to watch this so yeah. long. And then they were like, "Come improvise with us." I'm not an improviser. I was terrified most of the time. I wait, mean, wait, I'm, wait. You can't tell me that Felix, none of that was improvised. It was all. Oh, of you course. You are such a good yeah. improviser. Yeah. I, want, I can tell, like, but no way. But wait. But, but, like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's a definite difference between, like, you know, adding a little line on to the end of a scene versus, like, okay, guys, like, this is the general shape of what mm-hmm. we're shooting, so... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And then, like, also try to be funny with, like, Tony Hale and Brian Husky staring you in the face. Or, like, Jen Tullock and f- f- fudging. Um, God, I want to swear a lot. I know. It's me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> look what you've done. It's the energy! Uh, it, was, it was great. It was, a, it was a kind of wild. And then Funny or Die was the production company behind oh, it right. as well. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll just, just the chance to work with them because I've loved all their stuff for years. It was Me really too. fun. It was very, very fun. It was absolute insanity for two months shooting the thing. Um, and I don't know how Nora kept it all straight because we would shoot multiple variations of any scene because depending on which direction you choose, it's you're going to converge at the same place, but mm-hmm. you're going to go in a different direction. Um, it was just, it was wild. It was weird and it was scary. It's out now. It just came out like a week ago. It's, uh, it's called The Coop. Oh, and mm-hmm. you can see me playing somebody very different and probably screaming a lot. I think I scream a lot in my improv. <laughs> Guys, I'm a screamer. You're a screamer. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. That. Take that. <laughs> that. Cut this. Your husband's camera. a lucky man. Uh, well, we are wrapping I'm right sorry, now. Dad. I wish we could have you forever. So sorry, guys. What was happening? We oh love you so much. Thank you. We hope you come back to After Buzz. I would, uh, this conversation Happily. could go on forever. Yeah. I have so many more questions. Unfortunately, we are yeah. out of time. Yes, it, but can yeah. you please let our viewers know where they can find you and if you have any upcoming projects? Yeah, absolutely. So the coop is out now on Echo. Just came out a week ago. Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash Jordan Gavaris um, and then my Instagram which is Jordan G. Cooks I think it's still Jordan G. Cooks which everyone thinks is Jordan Cooks uh-huh. it's not guys it's Jordan G. Cooks on could, Instagram could I just travel could you just how would Felix say bye right now if he was here putting him on the spot wow <laughs> goodbye darlings oh, yes yes, yes! You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Bali. That's B-O-L-L-Y girl. I'm on six after shows. I'm posting on my Insta stories all the time about the shows I'm on and all kinds of Bollywood news. So check it out. Yeah. I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> just wide um, oh my god! You can find me at dmatmar2t2rs on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra S A B R A W. You guys say that all so confidently. <laughs> I was like, what we is my Instagram handle? We've got it alive. Thank you so much for being thank in you studio. Thank you, Cereal Box, for this epic yeah, first thank season. Thank you, Cereal Box. Yes, thank so you, Cereal Box. Cereal Box. Much love, Clone Club. We will see you later. Bye, thank you. would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. 
So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.